Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast. This is episode 102, recording on Sunday, April 24th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And we're going to talk a bit about the... I don't even know how to brand this anymore. What are these things called? The MetaQuest Gaming Showcase 2022. Uh, and go over some of the huge moments there. <laughs> I Yeah, I can't even, like call this thing the meta quest it just sounds weird to me like i still call it the oculus it's just yeah bizarre and we'll talk a bit about a little bit of star wars news involving uh amy hennig and what we played uh, including demio sean and i getting back under the visor oh yeah inspired by the meta showcase huck you're back you were on vacation all week <laughs> everyone yes. wants to know how was it and how much gaming did you do on the <laughs> oh. beach the trip was excellent. Zero gaming. That's not totally true, though. I did do, like I was saying before, I did about 15 minutes of uh, Sukaden on my Vita before the battery died because I forgot to charge it on the plane home. <laughs> and that's about it. I played a little Bejeweled, Bejeweled 2, sorry, on the plane. On a flip phone? <laughs> no, on the little, like, uh, Oh, you screen. can play it on the screen? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's about all the gaming I did. I have no idea what this meta quest is. I have no idea what games are anymore. I know what real life is like, and it's great. I mean, I dipped into <laughs> Horizon Worlds this week, too. and Although I did hear that it snowed here while I was gone, which it was uh, a great week to be away. It's supposed to snow on Wednesday, potentially. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, no. Also Not new. Done yet. Must be reported on. A&W, uh -oh. zero sugar from the United States. A game changer for zero-calorie beverages. Whew. Forget room temp diet A&W. We are room temp A&W zero sugar, and it is delicious. <laughs> so what's the different sweetener? Stevia I don't know. Versus I don't know, but it's, it's like real root beer. It's crazy. It's amazing. Nice. Must be stevia. It's all the rage. Okay, let's get into the MetaQuest Gaming Showcase 2022. And I'm really just going to run stuff down. And a lot of it was updates to big games. Uh, they they had a sale relating to a lot of these games and the most popular games. I actually ended up buying about four or five things. Uh, I guess the big news is the uh, Ghostbusters game, which we have to get uh, Sean's opinion on. So remember, if there's something what? strange in your neighborhood... Oh, so that's what that clip was from. That makes so much <laughs> more sense. So remember, if there's, if there's something strange in your neighborhood... You had to bring Zook out for the big announcement. Yeah, is that even the quote? Just, it is, yeah. but it's like the oh, intonation yeah, is, is yeah. insane. Pacing, it's insane. It's all wrong. You have as many, yeah. as many takes as you want in front of a green screen. And this... So remember, if there's something strange in your neighborhood... Is the best you can do? <laughs> I know it's like a thing that he's a, a robot or a cyborg or an alien. And like, I hate jumping on trends, but it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like he had to come out at the end and kind of do the Steve Jobs, just one more thing type yeah. deal. And, you know, I mean, like I might've been a little more excited about this. I feel like haven't there been like three other Ghostbusters games announced in the last year? Like, I feel like there's a lot of Ghostbusters stuff happening and a lot of them look not that great. <laughs> yeah, there's that, but there's also, 
I'm pretty sure there's been a Ghostbusters like VR experience at like Rec Room and stuff like that. I haven't tried it, but it, I, I mean, it's I obviously it's- ripe for VR, right? Whether it's the is it spectrometer, spectrometer, what, what are we calling it these days? Spectrometer, yeah, I think so. The traps, uh, especially if they could get some kind of recognition from your foot and tracking on your foot. Uh, the like the actual pack, like it's perfect for VR. The surprise elements, investigating things, it would be hard to screw this game up. That being said, the footage they showed felt very on rails. Didn't feel like much of a game. All the other stuff looked like games. It was it was game footage, but uh, that one felt really like tech demo-y and tease because everything they said is going to be out this year, but I'm assuming not this one. So, and then you get yeah, the sweet that. Ghostbusters logo with Oculus and controllers. Well, what yeah, is Dan Aykroyd that, thinking about that? Did you see like at the very end, the little epilogue when the, uh, the, the woman who was hosting it, she walks out. Yeah. And then like, she gets night. into Ecto one with, with, with with the, the Ghostbusters logo. logo with the Ocu- oh yeah you think I'm stopping the showcase before well, that I mean, happens I, <laughs> it's not over you watch exactly. until the credits roll <laughs> yeah that was uh, I mean it it definitely felt a little bit Huck's catching up now Huck it's at the very end of the show we started with the end of the show first just uh... I know I I raced <laughs> I tried to race it I'm I'm watching it now I'm 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 but, a little confused by the. Th- person in the cat hat um or whatever cat mask i don't even remember that customizable skins i mean um but yeah i know when i'm busting ghosts i definitely want some sort of fuzzy mask in front of my eyes so i can't see it well that makes perfect sense the trend with like accessories and bling in games being ridiculous i'm kind of done with that i like contextual thematic decorations on my characters Unless the game yeah, is designed I mean, to be ridiculous. But, I mean, I guess we didn't specifically say this is a co-op game. That's kind of the big thing is it's like a multiplayer VR Ghostbusters game. Zuckerberg, is also, Zuckerberg knocked me out. I didn't even – I don't remember any of this. I was just like <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was very much just an announcement trailer. Like you said, there wasn't a whole lot – to see, and uh, I was not convinced that this is going to be an amazing game, but you know, I guess I'm a little bit interested. Okay, okay, hang on. So, I believe they're they're doing what all of us said not to do, like a year and a half ago, which was do that stupid voiceover while they're playing. You know, like oh, oh, watch out, guys, look out, look out, hang on, look <laughs> yeah, out, the, look the out, sort of not generation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, at the end, the very end, the epilogue you guys were just talking about, she she like comes back and do you hear did you hear the clapping and everyone's like great yeah job. I don't know. great job it was like there was oh, a live you guys audience did a great job on that like what why this even put that in just have her walk show. off and do the thing with the car why even do that you got to show like the real people behind the, the <laughs> yeah. showcase you know oh my goodness this is great yeah this I, has I been an amazing show Zuck's I'm a little wrap disappointed. It up. A little disappointed. It was only 26 minutes here. So I'm just looking at End Dreams as the developer of this game, and I I can't – I don't see a list of games they've developed here. Like, what, what have they worked on? 
Oh, they, that's right. They did Fract was the most recent thing they did for PSVR, which was kind of cool, but like I couldn't handle the motion sickness. Sean, so. give them a chance. Like, don't write them off because they haven't made a good game before. Like, dude, you're harsh. I'm just, I was just curious, Frank. This Curiosity. Pedigree snob from developers, please. <laughs> Looking for something to talk about. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, another big announcement, Resident Evil 4, the mercenaries, because uh, she, she said, ever since the first announcement, everyone has been asking, what about the mercenaries? I know Sean was. He loves VR and Resident Evil so much. I don't even think he's bought this game, uh, nor finished any other VR. Did you finish Resident Evil 7 in VR yet? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought this looked kind of neat. It's an, I like the trend that a lot of these uh, Oculus games have long tails with DLC and seasons, and you buy it once, and you're getting a bunch of content. So I, I did appreciate that. I thought it looked pretty good, but again, this the perk of like having golden guns or big head mode and all that... All that stuff is like, uh, who cares? Like, although Sean, you probably love big head mode. I I do love big head mode, but uh, I had never played the mercenaries. Like, what was the first game this came out for? I feel like it was like a 3ds game or something. I think it, way. yeah, it was Revelations, the first Revelations game, I believe. Yeah, never played it. I'm not that interested in Resident Evil multiplayer, but as you said, I mean, to get it as a free extra, sure, that's kind of cool. Let's fire off a couple non-needle movers right now. Uh, Beat Saber, new stuff coming. Not surprising. The game is making tons of cash. Uh, why wouldn't they do more DLC? Uh, it's mostly paid. Uh, Cities VR, uh, which is... Which City Skylines in a VR, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Don't really care. Not into construction management games. Uh Although I did, it seems like the new go-to thing, which I hadn't really experienced, it might be in lots of VR games, that's very effective, is the wrist turn to see your inventories and stuff like that. In in Demio, when you want to see your cards, you just flip your wrist up and it's really quick. And I noticed that in there. And the last non-needle mover uh, ruins Magus, uh, a big JRPG game. So, Yeah, I... I like, is that a known franchise or anything? Like, I, I it seemed like it was a bigger deal than I was comprehending, but, um, you know, didn't mean I, much to I me. had never, I had not heard of it before. Yeah, I don't think. I know nothing about it. Just on the Cities VR thing, it's weird because there's another uh, City Builder VR game coming out for the Quest uh, next month called Little Cities. And Cities VR is the one that's getting promoted like everywhere on, on the Oculus store and everything. But I mean, I don't know which one is actually better. I just seem like that one has the marketing behind it. So Cities VR comes out in four days. So okay, that one's coming out very soon. Uh, let's throw one more non-needle mover in here. The uh, Aspire 2. I didn't play the first Aspire. You, usually I've heard of big VR games. I actually haven't heard of this one, so I was curious if either of you have played it or looked into it at all. I've heard, I've heard of it. That's about it. Like I, I always thought it was just a multiplayer game, but it looks like there is a campaign as well. Yeah, it I mean, seemed to focus. It, they said it's stealth, a stealth game, but then the video showed like 
just guns blazing. And I don't know if this is a new feature that you can choose between different approaches. Uh, I actually thought it didn't look that great graphically. I was a little underwhelmed. Aspire 2 does have an entirely separate co-op campaign. Co-op campaign. He's in. Sean is in. I mean, it's something. But I mean, we can talk about the idea of co-op after playing Demio. The microphone and the headset, it's really good on the Oculus. Yeah, it worked pretty well. I was pretty impressed. Like, I I haven't tried anything that's more action-y yet. But, um, yeah, Demio, the experience was quite good. And I popped into Horizon Worlds, and apparently my mic was muted. But another person came in, and I couldn't believe how they were talking to me, how clear their voice was. It was crazy. Yeah, I I tried it out as well. And uh, just people kind of randomly talking. I was like, like, I thought they were AI characters talking like because of how clear the voice yeah. was and then eventually i realized no these are actual people so that was kind of a weird experience it is impressive uh the one sean was hoping for and got was moss book two uh obviously out on psvr pretty recently but it is coming to quest two i started moss again the first one uh book one i guess a couple days ago and i'm trying i'm gonna try and beat it but uh it's a good game. I'm still at the early stages. It's very uh, slow introducing ideas, but I, I do like the camera perspective in the world. Yeah, I mean, I haven't finished Moss Book One, but I'm, I think I'm pretty close to the end, so I'm going to try and finish it off soon. And it's I like it a lot, but it, it's a little bit slower paced, you know, kind of a Zelda esque, but it, you know, it's more like your your face is in this diorama world that you're moving this uh, mouse through and um, and I've heard book two adds new mechanics and things. So uh, definitely we'll be picking up at some point, preferably on the quest. We'll see. I will say the, there was a moment early in the game that I've, I'd played on PS, but I forgot about when the deer are there and they're still, and you don't even notice them. And then the head pops on. Like, Holy shit. This is amazing. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet deer. Absolutely love that. Uh, what else? Red Matter 2. Had me a little intrigued to play the first one. This looked pretty good. And I I really hadn't heard of the first, or have, nor have I played it. Anyone check this one out? Yeah, I have the first one on PSVR. Uh, there's like a handful of sort of like B-level VR games that I've heard good things about, probably picked them up, haven't tried them yet, and now they're all getting sequels. Like another one that recently there was a sequel is called uh, Virtual Virtual Reality. And now part two just came out for the quest. And then there's something else recently that uh, I can't remember. Something else had a sequel. So it's like these games that, um, you know, I guess were kind of like minor VR hits, but good enough to get a sequel. And uh, I mean, they're not. They're not necessarily blockbuster games that are selling systems, but if you've heard of them uh, and and you've seen the positive reviews, then I'd say you're probably interested in them. And uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta check this one out. It's kind of supposed to be more of a uh, kind of a sci-fi puzzle type game on a like a Russian spaceship or something, space station, something like that. Yeah, it, I mean, this one looked really good. I, I dug the vibe. Uh, Among Us. Coming to VR, I'm not huge on Among Us, but I, I think it, it's ideal for VR. 
And the idea of like looking through vents or having different perspectives, because the whole game is about observing and trying to catch people in the act of doing something. I think VR presents some pretty unique opportunities for that. So I would not exp- I, I feel like the game, the hype around Among Us has died down significantly. Uh, but I actually think it's, this is a great way to present that game. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, Among Us is kind of dead at this point. Um, But then I saw the trailer for this and I thought, you know what, that is a a great medium for it. And yeah, I think you're right. Like the idea that somebody's walking past you and they they could be about to kill you. Like there's a little bit of tension like that in the original game, but I feel like in VR and sort of a first person perspective. That yeah. But I mean, having to actually look and only be able to look in one direction in front of you where mm-hmm. it's obviously like a little different. Although I think if I remember correctly, I've barely played among us. Is there just certain spots where you can see into other rooms that are similar to that and you just get a fixed camera? Yeah. Uh, there's like little surveillance. Yeah. So I guess it's a bit like that, but also the potential for spatial audio, like hearing if someone's around you and having to turn around like that, that wasn't in, there's no element of that in the original game. It's perfect for VR. Uh, I'm going to go on record, say among us, VR will be on one of our top 10 games of the year. Whoa. (laughs) I mean, whoa is right. Wasn't thinking that, but I mean, I was thinking this could be like a potential system seller for, for the quest. You heard it here first. And if I have to put it on my list, if it's a piece of shit to make my prediction correct, I will. <laughs> I don't care. Let's get Huck City involved. He's a, he's a, oh. mad, a Madden aficionado. And uh, they had a sure new NFL game, NFL Pro Era. Can't say I love the name. Uh, looked like a lot of first-person stuff. I think it only showcased quarterback stuff, like no other position. Uh- that I, I think it said you could run the defense as well. Okay. Like as a linebacker? So like a linebacker. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it looks all that great, but Huck, what do you think about it? Well, I mean, I just watched it briefly and it looks pretty like stilted. All the animations are like kind of jerky, a lot more jerky than you'd think, um, which is kind of surprising. But I guess they are trying to animate you know, uh, 24, no, wait, 22 uh, people on the field at once, which is probably pretty taxing for VR. And then don't uh, make the game. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know what I think about this. I mean, it, it was definitely giving me, you know, um, whatever the 2K5 or 2K5 NFL game was, the last one that had the first person quarterback view vibes and the graphics pretty look similar to what I remember that game looking <laughs> like 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not totally sold on it. I guess I would think about trying it, but, um, <clears throat> I don't know how they would do like, like scrambling quarterbacks. Like they feature Lamar Jackson, who is like the, one of the most scrambly quarterbacks you in the game. And his whole game is running away from people and that VR and like running while trying to like look around and throwing doesn't seem like it will work well for me unless it's basically just going to be like pocket throwing anyways. So um, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I don't recall really loving – like 
I love the idea of doing the quarterback vision, but I found it never really worked that great in 2K5. I can see it working better in VR, where you can kind of look around a lot easier with your head rather than with a, a right stick, which might make it a little more approachable. But um, overall, I'm not totally impressed, but I will probably check it out. Yes or no question. In no. the footage, there was no face mask. Will there be a face mask mode where it's simulating trying to do the same things with the obstruction of a helmet or face mask? <laughs> no, no, they won't do that. Oh, one hundred percent. That will be that will be in the game. Zero <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, like, just the fact, I guess, that it's a licensed game is like you know they're taking VR seriously to some degree, and that's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, even just like you look at the crowd, it looked like super. <laughs> Like low res, like it just and yeah, just just to be super picky, I just watched it again, and almost every throw is underthrown. Like, yeah. come on, you couldn't have got better footage where you actually like lead the receiver properly and make a good throw. Like, is this the best we're going to get? Is a whole bunch of underthrown balls? Come on, let's get real. Let's get someone who knows how to play the game and to record the footage at least, please. Hawks pissed. I'm out. out. What else we got here? One, uh, chapter two for the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Retribution. I mean, I really need to play the first one. Everyone says it's one of the best VR games ever. I did do a little research while I was getting into VR, and I think it's pretty jumpy. So I don't know. I'm (laughs) yeah. I'm a little scared. This was one of the first games I bought for the Oculus, and I still haven't played it. So this guy is such like- a VR poser. I had to drag him into Demio. Play some VR with me. Hey, I, I well, we'll talk about it. But like, I was excited about that game, but I just didn't think I had anyone to play it with. So you know, dragged him into VR, and I got and I beat another VR game, which I'll be talking about. So I've been playing a little. All right. I apologize, Sean. And finally, <laughs> Bone Lab. Stress Level Zero's acclaimed Boneworks sequel. And I I haven't played Boneworks. I know it's very popular. I, th- I think the first one is basically a gun simulator or something like that, from what I remember. This looks like some kind of weird um, physics-based sandbox or puzzle. I don't know wasn't doing much for me. Yeah. I mean, like I would say this was one of the ones I'm more excited about, but just based on like, I haven't played Boneworks yet and I have heard a lot of good things about it. Um, and you know, it's not Boneworks. They haven't released for the quest. It's only for the rift or on steam VR. Um, so I assume that this is kind of like built scaled down a bit, something that will work for the quest. But yeah, I think the uh, original Boneworks is, is an experimental, experimental physics action puzzle shooter. Yeah. So a lot of just anything in the world you can pick up and use as a weapon, I think is kind of the deal. So cool bones, yeah. man. All right. So that's, that's pretty much the whole show. This has been an amazing show. <laughs> any any other last thoughts? No, that's about it. I mean, I, I don't know that there were any. I was hoping for some kind of 
big announcement. I guess the Ghostbusters one is pretty big, but I forgot they dropped a new virtual environment. <laughs> huge. That's, that is huge. Definitely. They're huge in terms of memory on my, my storage. I downloaded a bunch. I'm like, these gotta go. I'm at like, I'm maxing out to the point where I almost want to upgrade VR is the biggest money sink of all time. I'm debating upgrading my storage to, and getting a new quest that'll hold more games. And I play it once a year. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it, there's just this allure of VR. It's, it's an insatiable lust. It's buy, buy, buy. I think it's because the games are so cheap and they're always giving me $14 credits to buy stuff. I'm like, oh, I might as well buy it. They're giving me a credit. I'd be dumb not to use this credit. They, they got me yep. hook, line, and sinker. They know who they're dealing with. Buy, buy, buy. That's all I do. Okay, so last bit of news we'll talk about. Uh, Amy Hennig's Star Wars game is apparently back in development. Uh, I guess I missed who is working on it because it used to be, it seems like it is taking some elements of ragtag, which I think was the code name of the one at visceral games. Uh, oh, it's at Skydance. Okay. Pardon me. I don't, what's Skydance? Uh, I mean, the Skydance is a publisher. Is it not? They're a movie studio, and then this is kind of like their games arm, but I don't know what they've actually done so far. Oh, it's own... Is this... Okay, so I didn't even know this. Like, it's the... It's owned by the brother of Megan Ellison, yeah, who owns Annapurna. Yeah, so he, she does more of like the weird indie stuff, and he does all the big blockbuster type stuff, at least in terms of movies. Yeah, I definitely heard of Skydance as a uh, as a movie production, but is this their first game? Have they announced other games? Well, it looks like they did Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Oh shit! Um, but they, I saw the I saw the logos in the meta thing for one of the games, probably the VR two, the the Walking Dead two. Oh, okay. I thought I just yeah. saw that. Sorry, uh, there was yeah. Archangel in 2017 and Pwned in 2018. Yeah. Don't know what those are. Pwned was huge. But, uh, I mean, I'm excited for this game. I don't know how they got the the rights to all the, like, pre-production stuff. or I don't It can't know. be that much, if- unless it's just, like, taking me... I, I've said before... It's going to be, if she makes a Star Wars game, it will be the best Star Wars game ever made because she's so good at isolating genre and what makes things what they are. It's basically Uncharted is taking what's great about Indiana Jones and putting it into a game. She will be able to, when she was dissecting Star Wars and turning it into gameplay or story, I guarantee she had great ideas for that. So you can't really like own her great ideas. I feel like the stuff that's going to come over is her ideas of how to make a star Wars game. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't like, there are some unconfirmed reports out there that elements of the previously canceled game are going to be brought across. I just don't know. Like, like you said, like it's kind of a fine line and I don't know if like like, probably gameplay ideas, system ideas. Like you, I don't think you could, own the idea for a system like games copy other games systems constantly 
Yeah, I would think it would be more like mechanics and stuff as opposed to story or yeah. characters or things. But the thing I was going to say is I think Lucasfilm is involved in both. Maybe Lucasfilm somehow owned Could whatever be. they created. But isn't that really sure. – couldn't that just be this, the fact that Lucasfilm is allowing anyone to make a Star Wars game? Yeah, I think that is the case. Like they kind of just oversee everything. So, Yeah. So I, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, my prediction is it comes out probably after my death. <laughs> okay. Don't want to get too morbid here, but I think we're looking at at least six years out on this one. But I mean, there's a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Like we've got Fallen Order 2 in the works. Uh, we've yep. got Star Wars Eclipse, which is the um, Quantic Dream game. Because that one, isn't that one 20... 25 or 26 tentatively uh, I don't know it doesn't say here I thought I remember reading that at some point that it's not coming out for a long time there's the Ubisoft open world one and a couple other things there's like a another respawn first person shooter that's untitled has there been any rumors that the Star Wars Ubisoft game is a taking the systems either converting beyond good and evil two or using the same dynamic uh sky and space systems that that game had i could easily see that being the case i don't know it's using the snowdrop engine and it's the studio that worked on the division games that's kind of all we hmm. really know or maybe that's they knew they were going to make the. I guess they didn't because they were other studios weren't allowed to make Star Wars game when they announced Beyond Good and Evil. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was some uh, reused technology there. But uh, I mean, I think Amy Hennig's game. It's got it like the earliest it could come out is twenty twenty six. I think. I mean, my <laughs> prediction is that it's going to come out. Uh, whatever the new consoles come out and they will double dip on the old consoles in that range somewhere. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if I think it's quite that far off, but I mean, they really announced nothing. So you got to assume it's, it's still pretty early, but it's sky. They sky dances hardly made any games. It's not like they have legacy systems of stuff to use. And yeah, that's a good point. Starting from scratch. Like this game is four years minimum. Yeah, we'll see. No, I'm, I will definitely see, but I'm definitely right. <laughs> I mean, they could just hire a ton of people, but um, I don't know. These are big games, and it's Star Wars, and ex expectations are high. If a sequel to Fallen Order is taking three years, how could an original game take less than four? Yeah, it's a good point. All right. We're done with my good points. We're getting into what we played. Huck? Huck you want to talk Bejeweled? <laughs> I don't know. I got a couple pretty high scores. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have anything bad. Unfortunately. All right. Okay. Sean, should we talk Demio? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. You take the lead, so, bro. I, I did watch a video of this. While you guys were talking about it before, is this just basically like Hero Quest in VR? 
Is that this game? I've never played Hero Quest. I was okay. my friends tried to or make like, me play it in <clears throat> like grade nine, and I said this game is stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this game uh, came out. I think it came out last year, and I remember seeing it on a lot of like best of the year lists. As far as like, I saw it on VR many like games. best VR game of the year. Yeah, and so it is kind of like. Um, you know, playing a tabletop role-playing game with friends in VR, but you know, you're sitting, you're kind of sitting, look overlooking the board and the board is essentially like alive. Like your characters are moving and animating and there's enemies and stuff. And you can, you know, move your character a certain number of squares, drop him on an enemy to attack. And then you have kind of uh, cards in your hand that you've, you know, throughout the game you get, you draw cards and they show up in your hand and they're kind of like special abilities or spells that you have that you can use as well. And, uh, there's like five classes to choose from and it's kind of like, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, but you know, I thought there was actually a lot of strategy involved yeah, in and terms of, well, we commu- with- had to communicate a lot. Like what can you do? What can I do? Uh, I mean, it is just a board game, but it's very immersive and the like the way you scale and rotate the board is very intuitive uh, it looks great the the card system is actually pretty effective it's a little jank sometimes when i'm trying to move someone or play a card on on a particular character uh, and i screwed up a couple times um and didn't do what i wanted to do but it was it was a lot of fun yeah i really enjoyed it um i mean it's one of those things where you can instantly think of like five other things that might make the game better but i'm also kind of like i feel like part of the what they're trying to do was make something pretty simple that's easy to pick up and play like we were talking afterwards like i thought there was a level up progression in the game where like as you acquire xp you actually unlock new skills and things like that but i i think and you said this last night frank but i'm pretty sure you're right it's just cosmetic stuff yeah and so they're kind of the whole thing is they want anybody to be able to come in and play with anybody else at any given time. You know, not they don't want a, some sort of imbalance. Yeah, how do you scale that or level it up? Yeah. Uh, there's I like the way the other players, or at least one player, I don't know what it's like with multiple, how they're represented in the in the world with like these kind of glasses uh, to represent the the headset. It was uh. It was a lot of fun. It was long. Like I felt like one board was extremely long. I think Hero Quest was the same way. It. So I mean, Jay, if you're listening, ask you, how long you got to get this. We played for what, like two hours, Sean? Our both yeah. of our headsets ran out of battery at some point. <laughs> yeah, and they were fully charged yeah. previously. Hmm. Yeah, but it, I mean, and it's like one of those things where it's like you know your partner gets downed you go and you heal them bring them back so there's a lot of that back and forth and you kind of find things to heal yourself along the way and and it kind of i don't know i i sean absolutely crushed it we we had our backs against the wall like no health (laughs) left what was the name of that thing the something mare oh brook mare the brook mare and sean had this uh, like scare card what was it I think it was called War Cry. War Cry. And he absolutely saved the day with his strategic thinking. 
And that's like good emergent gameplay. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life, Sean. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is I feel like in terms of the balancing, it kind of felt like a left for dead type situation where it's like, we just got out by the skin of our teeth and it was like kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, and very memorable. So, yeah. And I, I thought we really were going to die it. in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, we didn't, like, we're, we're fucked here. <laughs> like, we were screwing up at the start. I'm like, well, this was fun. We're going to be done. And then we made it out of that. There was, it could have just been luck for us or how it played out, but there was this, uh, what's the word? Like tension throughout the entire playthrough that was uh, palpable. Yeah, you can't see all the enemies that are on the board at first. So it's like as you get close to them, all of a sudden they pop out of the shadows or you open a door and then you see there's like 10 enemies in there and you're like, oh shit. I don't know how the game handles two versus three or four players uh, in terms of you know how enemies scale or is it actual different? Like when we started, it was a book or a story we were entering. If There's different ones set up for number of players. But uh, yeah, it's great. I'd love to play it again. I'd love to get some more people to play too. Yeah. And I guess it's worth mentioning. There's a, uh, like a 2d PC version now as well, which if you purchase it on the Oculus store or on steam, I think you get both copies, you get the VR and there's a 2d version. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't have VR, you can jump in and play with people who have VR apparently, but, and I guess the other thing, and we didn't mention this, but like you actually roll, a die every time you attack. Like That's you pick it up sorry. We need to bring board. that up. That's the worst part of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, I, well, we didn't check. Maybe there is a setting that you could just skip that and it does it automatically. But, um, you know, it's kind of like a cool gimmick at first, but then after I would always be looking okay. down at the board and like, what's happening. Nothing's happening. And then I'd lift my head up and, oh yeah, the dice is in front of me. Jesus. <laughs> I would just like, I'd like grab it and drop it as quick as I can. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, a great I, idea. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like, like you obviously you can play it in two D, but like in VR, I think it's it really works well. Yeah, I'd be curious to try like Catan VR or something like that too. Could be fun. Yeah, uh, I'll say I've been playing. Uh, I actually forget the title. Is it Kirby and the Forgotten Land? think that's it yes it is and i played it initially and wasn't like super amazed by it or anything but while i was watching playoff basketball i kind of picked up the switch and was messing around and fired it up again and i really am enjoying the game i mean the thing with kirby and mouthful mode is included in this is the idea of changing game modes so you, you suck in a hat and it changes the way you play the game and now they've expanded it with mouthful mode and these new gameplay modes with different controls. Uh, and I like all those things. I think it looks amazing. Like it is a gorgeous game, but the, when it really picked up for me and felt like a Nintendo game is when they started adding the challenge stages where it's like you just get a hat, you have a, a very specific focused design idea and there's a time bonus for doing it, which I went and did the time bonuses for everything. It's like, can I get really good at this, this new mode and start to understand? And it teaches you the, the intricacies of those different modes and alternate attacks. 
And then I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm experimenting and the, the base exploration in the levels, which is simple, became more fun. So, uh, I, this game has grown on me a lot and I think I will continue playing it. It's a, it's a very good, albeit basic 3D platformer. Perfect for playoff basketball. It really is. It was fun. And then I 100%ed the first world. Every, uh, Hidden or optional Waddle D. Every bonus time, I just annihilated this game. And <laughs> I was also in the mood for something doable. Like it was very doable for me to do that without being frustrated. And some of the challenges had a, there was a bit of a challenge to it. It was just right. It's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, so the other VR game that I played that I was going to mention is I expect you to die too. I bought it because it was on sale this, this week. Yeah. You did or you, I bought it. it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'll never play it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, so I, I mean, I think the first one and the second one are among my favorite VR games for sure. Like they're just a, a really good use of, you know, you're, it's like a spy setting and like each level you're kind of working through a bunch of puzzles to accomplish a certain mission. And, you know, this one is not that different. I don't think they really introduce anything particularly new, but, um, there's a little bit more of a through line in terms of like a story from mission to mission. And they've got like a villain that you're kind of on the trail of along the way voiced by Will Wheaton. So, uh, so, you know, that's kind of adds a little bit of something to it. And I, I thought the last level was actually pretty like tense and, uh, and it kind of, again, one of those situations where it was kind of balanced perfectly, where I was like racing to get a bunch of stuff done with, a, against a clock and I kind of just pulled it off and, uh, and it, uh, felt great. But, um, I guess the one complaint I have about this game and I probably said this about the first one. It's just like when you kind of know most of the things you have to do and then you fail like on a step towards the end and then you just got to go back and do it all over again and just repeat all those steps. It's like, it's a little bit annoying, but I don't know what else, like if they had checkpoints along the way, this would be such a short game. Uh, and you know, time trials are kind of part of it too, like part of the replay value. So, um, I don't know what you do about that, but that's kind of my only complaint. But uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, definitely if you have a VR device and you see one of these games on sale, uh, I recommend picking them up. Cool. Uh, I think that's it for me. Anything else for you, Sean? Uh, That's about it for now. All right. I I remember I did play one thing before I left. Total War Warhammer 3 came to game pass and so i loaded it up i was going through the tutorial i was just about to go into my first fight i click a button and the game crashed on me so i (laughs) it's about as far as i got but i thought i i I was enjoying what i was i was playing and i was like okay i'm trying to get into the story and figure out what this warhammer thing's all about and uh yeah, it really put a damper on my mood. Uh <laughs> when the first like real gameplay, real uh, active combat comes up and the game crashed right away. So I don't know if it was I was trying to click something a little 
little fast. Maybe I just caught it in like a weird yeah, pace. Don't click too like, fast when you play games, dude. What I are know. you doing? You got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful. UI. UI sometimes is a sneaky thing. Um, so I, I might go back to it, but obviously if it crashes again, that will be the end. Ball drop. <laughs> Bringing it back. They dropped that ball. <laughs> Uh, that, that actually reminds me, though. Has anybody else played, or, or I guess, Frank, have you played any more of Skywalker Saga, Lego Star Wars at all? No. Because no? I've been hearing a lot of stuff about a lot of bugs in this game. And, I mean, I haven't played any more since we last talked about it. But uh, I think some people were talking about it on the Discord, the Game Junk Discord. Uh, Nuno contacted me because him and his son were playing, and they actually basically had a game-breaking bug that still has not been fixed. Ball on the, drop. On the, on the switch version. Uh, yeah, it sounds like, uh, there's definitely some issues there. I am not surprised in the least eight out of 10 game. Amazing. And you know, after all the rumors about, well, not really rumors, but all the talk about all the crunch and the game was delayed a bunch of times. And, uh, I mean, you still got issues like this, which sucks. Probably is painful for the devs to hear, but Sounds Maybe like a game Frankness coming. needs to put in like 10 to 15 more hours to be game of the year potential. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. What do you, because of Returnal? Is that, is that a Returnal <laughs> dig? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you just brought up the 8 out of 10 again. So Look, I know that was a big sticking point before. If I was a professional game reviewer and I had the time that is needed for that game to properly review it, there is no way it could be an 8 out of 10. There's no way. Also, also, we should point out that the Discord was correct again. Frank shits on a game, and then the next week comes and says, you know what, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> I didn't shit on it. I tried to force feed it. Cons- oh, are you talking Wait, about Kirby? Hang on, sorry. I talked about Kirby. Okay. <laughs> I didn't shit on it. I just said it's not that like exciting. It wasn't what I expected it to be. I was expecting something at the Mario Odyssey caliber, and it was just... A, a lot more simple than I thought it would be. Sounds like sounds like you just need to chill out, dude. Like I just gave my initial impressions. <laughs> just need to go on vacation and relax. A bit. You're taking these games way too seriously. They're just games, pal. Oh fuck! I had a good soundboard drop that I forgot to get for that. <laughs> oh, I could have. That was perfect. I'll oh, we'll have to use it another week. Go on vacation. Need a break. Tell me to relax and go on a vacation in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I don't think there's any big releases this week that I know of. Bug Snacks, man. Bug Snacks DLC. It's huge. Game. And it's coming to Game Pass, isn't it? Yep. Kids excited That's for that cool. one? Oh, yeah. They're real excited. Cool. I like. I love Bug Snacks. Uh, other than that, we'll see if there's anything new to talk about next week. Uh, check us out on youtube.com forward slash game junk. Uh, check out the discord. There's a link in the YouTube and it's the game junk discord is a nice pace. It's followable. Unlike the film <laughs> junk discord, which is consuming way too much of my life. But uh, game junk discord, let's just amp it up a teeny bit, just a tiny bit, a little more action. But uh, other than that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
has been an amazing show. 